Welcome back. This is Donye, your host for the Rebel Love Review, where I will be taking different uh, Red Velvet albums and music videos and things and be reviewing them. Um, I apologize if I don't sound like super energetic today. Um, I didn't get a whole lot of sleep last night, so I'm just like kind of out of it. Uh, but the show must go on. Um, I don't plan on taking any more breaks like I did the week of Christmas, so you guys want an episode i'm bringing it to you even if you don't want it you still gonna get it so yeah um this week we will be doing the velvet which is red velvet's i'm not sure what number album it is in their like discography okay let me check so i have like a so at least sound like i know what i'm doing I'm looking this up. How are you guys doing? Are you guys good? How's your day been? How was your weekend? How's uh how's your week going? Cause you guys will be hearing us on a Wednesday or a Thursday or whenever. Um, hope you guys are doing all right. I'm doing okay. I'm good. Not gonna bore you with my issues though. So okay, so the Velvet looks like it was their third project but their second mini album um normally i would have been able to find that quicker but i don't want to pull up spotify because i've noticed spotify um really drags my computer down whenever i pull it up as i'm recording and stuff so um so yeah and then after the velvet we'll be doing rush roulette rookie red summer perfect velvet and so on and so forth um so yeah this week we'll be doing the velvet this episode i don't anticipate being very long because the velvet only consists of like like i think it's a total of like seven or eight songs but three of the songs are just different versions of the title track um what i'll probably do for those is i've never actually listened to those all the way through so what i'll probably end up doing is i'll probably just pull them up and give them like a brief listen to just to see like what is the like what sounds different about them and then from there i'll just tell you if i like it if i don't like it if it sounds like it's good if it doesn't sound like it's good um so yeah so i don't want to make this episode too terribly long because i mean the album in terms of new songs in terms of original content is short um and i don't want to drag this on and make this an hour when it doesn't need to be because three of the songs are just different versions of a pre-existing a pre-existing song um so i apologize for that if you're like me, where a podcast gets you through like work or like a monotonous task or anything like that, and you actually like how long the episodes tend to be, I apologize. Um, this probably won't happen again besides Cookie Jar, where three of the songs are just Japanese versions of songs that have already come out. Um, but other than that, I, I, extend, I intend to make it... Uh, oh my God. I intend to make all of my episodes roughly around an hour, um, and I will be better about that time um, from here on out. So, let's just get into it. The Velvet starts off with Red Velvet's first, I guess you could say first single that was a lot more Velvet than Red, obviously, given the album. Um, unless you count Be Natural, which was their second single ever, which, I mean, is different from their typical songs and their typical singles, but I don't know if I'd put it on the level of one of these nights 
um, just in terms of sound and everything. I say it's I say it kind of straddles a line between those between one of these nights and like Dum Dum or something like that. So I don't count that. I count this as like their first real shot at reaching for that that velvet half of their namesake. Um, so uh, the video pulled up. We'll be looking at the video. Um, give you guys a second to pull it up with me um, if you choose to do that. And we will be starting it in three, two, one, now. So, for any of you diehard Red Velvet fans out there that watch like as much like Red Velvet material as you can, um, before you ask me, yes, I have seen where they do talk about this video themselves, and it's very funny. I'm gonna go ahead and tell y'all right now, as this part comes up, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna sit here and dog on Wendy about her red hair and her red eyebrows that didn't turn out the way they wanted them to. I'm just, we just not, we just not gonna do that. We are not gonna do it. It's not fair to her. It was a mistake with as far as the eyebrows go. At least it was a mistake. We're, I, I don't, I don't want to be super mean today. I apologize. <laughs> um. So this video is like, it's honestly, it's not my favorite, but it's one of my favorites solely because of the way they play with like camera angles and stuff and the way that they play with like imagery and like the way they play with like angles and stuff. And I don't know, just the video for one, the video matches the song perfectly just in terms of how like the video is very like slow paced. Nothing happens too quickly. The camera always pans slowly. Like, so if you open that window slowly, like, the rain is just so dramatic and stuff. Like, the video matches the song perfectly, which I suppose is to be expected. That's nothing we should be surprised of at this point, or surprised by at this point. Um, but I just love the imagery. I love, like, it, of course, some of the scenes are going to seem, like, melodramatic and just seem like, oh, you're trying too hard to just make it seem, like, just so emotional, but... I, I kind of dig that if you do it right and if you don't, you know, like, I guess if you embrace the dramaticness of it and at least make it try to seem cool, like, with like okay, for instance, this scene right here with Silky standing in this, like, little, like, hallway, and then they spin the hallway and she's walking around to spin around with the camera and stuff, and there's, like, the screen of the water moving around behind her, then she opens the door into the forest where everybody's standing, I mean, I feel like it embraces the corniness and the, the, I guess, the excessiveness of the imagery, but um, at the same time, it like it at least makes it look cool and makes it entertaining and doesn't make it just boring to look at. Also, they all look really pretty in that scene in the forest. I don't think I ever paid attention to that. That was, that was beautiful. I wonder if Irene gave them all lessons in, like, how to make that, like, super evil-looking face. Okay, first of all, hold on. We're going to pause right quick. I don't like doing this, but we're going to pause right quick. So, I don't know if you guys caught that. You probably didn't because I was looking at something that you guys probably weren't looking at. But I don't ever want to hear Yeri give Wendy shit for how her hair looked because if we go in this very video and go back to about 2 minutes and 44 seconds, what is happening with her hair? Now, I know I said I wasn't going to pick on Wendy, and I'm not going to because they already tore her down, and I don't I don't think her hair looked particularly bad. It just looked extra bright and just looked extra poofy, but 
what is Yeri's hair actually doing right here at 240, 244, 243? Somewhere, one of those two. Either one should show you. Like, did they just say, hey, just don't actually pull your hair back. Just kind of just, just, just wrap it up. Just pull some of it back and tie it, and you're good. She has no room to laugh at Wendy. Like, none at all. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with that. I, I feel terrible for saying that. Um, but I'm just saying, like, that I just that, that just stuck out to me. I just happened to look in front of Wendy because I already knew Wendy was coming to the scene. So I was trying to see who that was. And I was like, oh, it's Yeri. And I was like, wait, hold on. No, stop. Yeri's hair looks crazier than Wendy's looks at any point in this video. So that, I mm, no, I had to get her. I'm sorry. I had to do it. I had to do it to him. Okay, we're going to start the video back. 243, resuming in three, two, one, now. I think I ever noticed this before, but Joy does, I feel like Joy does really well vocally in this song, especially for someone who I feel like was definitely one of the weak points in the group. See, Wendy's hair isn't that bad. And before you hit me with the, oh, Yeri's hair part looks like that because she had the, the scene in the rain. Whatever. Y'all could have filmed the other part first. I want to hear it. I mean, I think I saw you looking out that damn window like the entire video, though. <laughs> like... I don't think I ever noticed how much they use water and rain in this video. I wonder if there's any particular meaning to that. And if there is, I apologize for missing that. I am I'm gonna laugh for a second at Wendy not having eyebrows or her eyebrows looking so like blonde or red or whatever color they were that they you couldn't really see them on her face. That is kinda of funny. Not her not her fault, but still kinda of funny. Also, this is just kind of dope. The walking down the hallway and the lights cutting off as she's walking down. I assume that's, I imagine that's Solgi. I don't know for a fact, though. And then the last of the lights cuts out and then the video just ends. Oh, just beautiful. Fantastic video in terms of, like, the visual effects. Um, so, yeah, that was one of these nights. Um, like I said, not my favorite video, but definitely up there. Um... Just very, very visually pleasing, very visually stimulating, but not, it doesn't like throw it in your face or anything. It's very slow about it. It's very deliberate. It's very dramatic, but it doesn't, I don't know, I just feel like it doesn't take itself too seriously to the point to where it just bores you and to where it's just like, oh, we want to be so melodramatic. We're not even going to have any sort of fun. We're not going to have anything that's eye grabbing. We're just going to just make it just super edgy and just all oh, my emotions i can't hold these emotions like type deal so I, I really appreciate that um as far as the song itself goes um the song is also one of my favorites um and i think part of that is because they don't do a whole lot of songs of this like manner i guess i guess this tempo this style whatever you want to call it um they do have some songs where they are slower than others like obviously be natural or the christmas song that they do wish tree and some other songs that i'm just blanking on right now so this is not super uncommon for them but i did really enjoy this song um 
I enjoyed the beat on it. Um, I enjoyed hearing, at least at the time, because this was still, you know, not only was Red Velvet early in their career, but this was also early in me just getting into K-pop period. Um, I appreciated hearing the drastic differences between how they sound in a song like Dum Dum or Happiness compared to how they sound in a song like this. And like I said, I think, you know, obviously they're going to get better as they go through um, their songs and as they release more and do more and sing more and be more comfortable with each other and with the music. Um, but I thought Joy did very well um, in particular just compared to like, I guess, how she did on other songs around this time period and how she, in my opinion at least, I could be totally wrong on this, but in my opinion at least, she was one of the weaker points vocally in the group. Um especially compared to like how she can hang with them now. Um, so I was very proud of her. Um, Yeri still doing good settling in. Um, of course the strong points, Wendy and Solgi did very well. Um, Irene did good and what little parts that she had. Um, I almost feel bad cause I feel there's a lot of stuff where Irene doesn't have a whole lot of like singing parts by herself at least. And it's, it's kind of sad, but I mean, she's the head of the group regardless. Um, so I'm not, I mean, I'm not super mad about it. Um, especially given that now that's, you know, not as much the case anymore. Um, but yeah, overall song's great. Um, I don't, this might hit my top five of their singles. Um, it's definitely up there. It's not towards the bottom. Um, you know, obviously it's not anything that's super upbeat that's going to get me moving, but it's just, it's a very... You can just, even without understanding the language, it's a very deep and emotional song. You can just feel that um, throughout the song, given whether it be the vocals or the beat or the video, whatever. It's it's a very emotionally gripping song, and I appreciate that. Um, so then that will lead us into the rest of the album, which is going to take me a second because i got to open up Spotify now, now that I've closed Chrome. Um while I'm waiting on this, how are you? Oh, it's got it. Why? It's got an update. Oh, oh God. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. We're just going to talk through it. It shouldn't take that long. Um, I already asked you guys how you're doing. Oh, something else. I just want to just remind you guys, like, I know I'd make jokes or I know I've made jokes in the past about how, like, you know, no one leaves comments or anything and no one like hits me up on my Twitter or nobody like says anything on reddit to me and stuff about these posts or about these podcasts but if you can give me any piece of advice like anything at all or any feedback whatsoever that would be fantastic um i know that's you know that a lot of people just don't like doing that myself included so i can't really fault anybody for being like that when i'm like that but it helps tremendously you know I, I'm, I'm really kind of doing this blind right now because i don't know what's like what's right and what's wrong what like is going well what i need to do better on um which isn't all up to you guys i should be able to point out that stuff on my own and i'm trying to get better about that but you know i'm not perfect um i'm still new to stuff like this so hopefully with you guys' help we can make this like really reach its peak in terms of like potential um but i just i just wanted to say that uh not coming down on anybody still love you guys will forever love you guys um anyone that listens to this you automatically have like my most respect and everything so um okay so spotify is ready 
So we will be doing next Cool Hot Sweet Love, then Light Me Up, then First Time, and then Rose Scent Breeze. And then that will go into the three different versions of one of these nights. Um, I don't know if the album is like this on like Apple Music and stuff or on anything other than Spotify. Um, I would imagine it is. I would imagine they wouldn't give them different versions. That would be kind of weird. Um, but on the rare off chance that it's not, um, I would recommend either pulling up Spotify or just looking them up on YouTube as I read them off. Um, so you can also listen to the different versions of one of these nights. Um, like I said, I'm not gonna be listening to the whole thing from start to finish, but I will kind of skim through it and just kind of listen to it and see like how I feel about the version and, and what I can tell that's different and everything. So anyway, we'll worry about that when we get there. Next up is cool, hot, sweet love. Um, now this, I'm just, just another forewarning. Um, I promise I'm gonna stop prefacing things so much. Um, just another warning. This album is probably one of the ones I've listened to the least out of all of their albums. Um, so I am going to be, obviously like I'm, I'm going to be doing the same thing I always do, which is where I listen to the song as I'm talking about it. But this one, I might not talk as much, um, at first because I have to like listen to it and get the feel for it and see if I can remember it from when I have heard it in the past. Um, so I apologize for that. It's probably gonna make the podcast drag on a little bit more. It's probably gonna make it seem like I'm just kind of listening to the, listening to this for the first time, but I'm not, I apologize still. So, anyway, without further ado, second song, Cool Hot Sweet Love, starting it right now. Yes, no, okay, we are. And that's loud in my ear. Um, so, this song was one that had to grow on me. Um, this was not something I liked instantly, because... As much as I liked the beat, especially in the beginning, I didn't know how I felt about the rest of the song. So this song, along with a lot of songs that they've done in the first couple of albums that I've mentioned several times, this song plays a lot with tonal changes. Um, it definitely comes off as more of like a groovy, like hip hop type song at first. And then once the chorus kicks in, they start singing the cool, hot, sweet love part. It definitely turns into more like kind of like poppy r&b um which if you think about it those two tones aren't that far off from each other that's not two super drastic changes in music um but it is enough to make a noticeable difference but i think because it's not that drastic of a change it makes the song that much better and it makes it work that much better um the song is actually like once it once i really listened to it and once it really resonated with me this song is definitely like I'm not going to put it in, like, top five or anything like that, but it could crack top ten, potentially. Um, it would definitely crack, like, a top 20. Um, it's it's It was a surprise. Um, and I feel like it's the most drastically different out of all the songs on this album um, because, obviously, this song is meant to be, you know, more R&B-based and, and a lot slower. Um, so this song was almost somewhat of a pleasant surprise because I was like, oh, so they are going to do something a little bit more fast-paced, but that makes sense because even when they do fast-paced albums, they usually have one or two songs in there that slow it down a lot. Um, so it was kind of nice to see the contrast. Um, it was kind of weird to see it so early. I feel like typically the song that's different from all the other ones comes last. Um, but regardless, love the song. Um, 
it's very it's very kind of uplifting and kind of like energizing but also very like sweet and soft it doesn't really like lean too far on either side of the spectrum um it kind of stays pretty close down the middle and i really appreciate that because i think i think this was one of the best things they could have done while mixing those two like feelings i guess um i also also appreciate the breakdown that wasn't quite rap but wasn't quite just harmonizing either um and i think the the beat like just what the beat does if you just listen to the music itself and just kind of like zone out the voices the beat itself just just some of the acrobatics acrobatics the beat does throughout the song is just is pretty pretty well done um and obviously that's a credit to whoever produced this whoever made this um but regardless um they they i I feel like this is one definitely one of those songs where they knew exactly what they wanted to do and they executed it almost to perfection um and then this whole end part where they kind of let the beat ride and they kind of just harmonize again and then kind of hit the chorus again is just very i love it because there's a lot of american music that does that especially in the r&b genre um i can always appreciate something that just lets the beat ride and just kind of like chills out in the vocals over it just to kind of bring everything back down um i think that's pretty much it i don't got much anything else to say about the song um that that might that might arguably be my no it's not even arguable that's that's gonna be my favorite song on the album as a whole um it will beat one of these nights for me um oh crap i guess i wasn't supposed to reveal that yet Ugh. well it's there you know i like one of these nights and now you know the cool how sweet love is higher than one of these nights in my opinion oops i'm sorry i'll try to do that for the rest of the songs <laughs> Um, so yeah, love the song. What they tried to do with it was great, and they did it well. Um, next up is Light Me Up. Um, this is another song where you can tell they pull very heavily from, like, I guess American R&B. Um, I don't listen to R&B from other countries, so there could be other countries that have R&B music that sound just like this as well. Um, but I just feel like it's, you can kind of hear the sounds they pull and like the, the instruments they pull, you know, I can't name them. I can recognize their sounds. Um, so yeah, as far, as far as the song itself goes, um, despite it pulling from one of my favorite genres of music, like of all time, um, I didn't, I didn't really resonate with the song very well. Um, the chorus is not bad. Um, that's probably the highlight of the song for me. Um, but the rest of the song almost sounds like it's just trying to do too much. And sounds like it's trying to change up the sound a little too much. Um, for my liking. And it just, it doesn't really seem like it does it too well. Um. I apologize for the the quiet spot. I'm trying to listen to it and and get a feel for the song again. Trying to see if maybe... There was something redeeming about it, but I don't, I don't remember there being, I don't remember ever saving this song after listening to it. Um, and I don't remember this being something that I listened to a few times and then changed my mind on. Now, I will admit that I do, I am digging the almost kind of rap singing that's going on 
in the verses. Um, that is kind of dope. So I guess I guess this, this would fall under like a category of songs that I kind of like individual parts of it, but the sum of the pieces is just not quite there. The sum of the pieces doesn't match what you would expect for a bunch of individual parts that are kind of cool. Um, but even even with that being said, I'm not going to put this... I'm not going to down the song too hard. Um, I could see why someone would like it. I could see why it could be enjoyable. Um, it definitely strikes me as one of those like kind of groovy type songs um, that you could definitely bop your head to. Um, definitely strikes me as something that you could play while doing something that requires you to focus a little bit to where you can still listen to music and not have it like distract you too hard. Um, other than that though, I don't, I don't have a whole lot to say about the song. Like I said, I'm not going to say it's bad. Um, it's just, it's not for me, but I could understand why someone would like it. It's just, it doesn't meet the standards that I feel like the individual parts of the song set. And, you know, that, I mean, that happens from time to time. You, you have a song and you do certain parts of it and these, the individual parts sound good. You know, like, oh, okay, well, if, you know, we put these individual parts together and kind of make them play off each other, then it could sound good. But I think that they just don't quite play off each other very well in the song, um, which causes me to feel that way about it. Um, it's also the shortest song on the album, which is surprising given us three and a half minutes like i feel like for a standard red velvet album that would actually go more into the lengthier songs so it's kind of weird that that is the shortest song on the album um but i suppose you know slower songs softer songs you're singing the lyrics slower it just you're gonna tend to make the song a little bit longer um especially to get people more emotionally invested in the song um anyway let me up I'm not, I'm not going to repeat what I said. I, I feel like I don't want to keep saying the same things over and over. Um, so that's going to lead us into first time. Um, I actually don't remember a whole, whole lot about this song. So this is going to be one of the ones where I'm going to be quiet for a good bit. Just so I can get a feel for it again. Um, I typically try to listen to the album I'm doing that day um or that week rather the day that i record at work but i was just i was swamped with stuff and i was i had to catch up on podcasts and everything so i didn't get a chance to listen to it um but it's also because i was also tired today and the song is a lot of this album has a lot of slow songs on it and i honestly didn't want me to put to sleep um okay i i remember the song um so this song is definitely going to fall under the category of songs that don't do too much and are honestly kind of plain in the grand scheme of things. Um, but it works. Um, is it one of my favorites? No, but you know, do I dislike it? No. Um, this is definitely a song where I feel like they played it safe. They didn't want to try to take any risks on any particular sounds or trying to like do any tone changes or anything like that. Excuse me. Um, and I feel like it works. Um, you know, sometimes if you try to be too safe with the sound, it's very obvious and it just kind of bores um, the listener, which this is close to. 
but I think it's got just enough upbeat to it and just enough of a up tempo to it, I guess, um, to where it 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 does kind of keep you invested. It does kind of keep you listening to the song um, between well between the beat and just the the vocals on the song. I feel like this was Red Velvet's chance, like real chance to not only show that they can do something different from the red and do different types of music, but also to showcase the vocal abilities of everybody in the group. Because I feel like so far, what I've heard so far, song wise, these songs have done a pretty good job of trying to highlight everybody, at least at some point, and show, hey, they all are good singers. You know, we may have some that are better than others, but they all are capable of hitting certain notes and hitting certain melodies and sounding good as a group, um, as well as sounding good alone. Um, so overall, I, I kind of, I, I, I dig the song. Um, like I said, it's not a favorite. It's not, you know, it's not going to crack any lists for me. Um, but it's safe, and it's not so safe that it bores you or lulls you to sleep. Um, and I can respect the hell out of that. Because uh, I feel like that's a very hard thing to do is to make a song that is safe and you don't take any risks on and you don't try to play with any sounds with, but you still make it interesting enough to, I don't know, keep the listener interested, to keep the person wanting to keep the song on. Um, so not a whole lot to say about the song that pretty much covers everything I feel about it or everything I've thought about the song. Um so that is going to take us into um, a rose scent breeze, which I remember a little bit more. I believe I do. I could be wrong. I could be. I could be thinking something else. Oh wait, I still had first time on, and I was skipping through to make sure I wasn't missing anything. I totally forgot about Wendy's little little English section at the end where she's just talking. I was. That was that was dope, um, but you know they're gonna do that. This is not the first time. This won't. This isn't the first time they've done it. This won't be the last time where they just have someone just speaking English just for the hell of it, just to kind of make the ears pop of all the English uh, fans out there. Um, but that will lead us into Rose Scent and Breeze. Um, it's gonna be another one where I'm gonna have to sit here for a second because I I, I think I remember it, but. It's not sitting super, it's not sounding super familiar right now. So give me a second to listen to this and see. Okay, it's very instrument heavy, it's very piano heavy. I think I remember that. How do the vocals sound when they kick in? This song is almost five minutes long, oh wow. I'm going to turn this up a little bit. Hopefully you guys still won't be able to hear it. Okay, okay, I think I, I think I know where the song's going. Okay. Yeah. Um so this song is almost kind of what I was talking about with first time. Um or more or less where first time could have gone wrong. Um so this song is definitely one that again they try to be safe and just and just do the vocals and not rely so heavily on the instruments and the beat and the melody and stuff. 
Oh, excuse me. Yeah, they tried too hard, or they tried, you know, to to not rely on vocal or not vocals, but on instruments and on beats and stuff, um, which makes sense for what the theme of the album is supposed to be. Um, and of course, they're gonna have the flourishes and stuff, and they're gonna have the parts where the instruments swell. But for the most part, I thought this is a song that's meant to be enjoyed by vocalists and people that are that love choir and love singing and can pinpoint different things about people singing about people's voices that maybe your average listener like me can't point out um and i mean i've mentioned that in the past i've mentioned that you know when i when i say stuff it may not always be the right term or i may be misusing a term or maybe like maybe twisting the definition of something a little bit just to fit my meaning um and i apologize for that because i'm just not fluent in like I guess music terminology and I apologize for that um but this definitely sounds like a song that's meant for that person it's meant for the person that can pay attention to this song and listen and notice the vocal patterns and notice the way it sounds or notice this that and the other about it um which is not me but I can still respect the song and I still acknowledge that the song while it's not one of my favorites probably one of my least favorites on the album it's very well done and you can tell that everyone that's singing on it when they hit their part are just you can tell that they're just trying their hearts out to make it sound perfect and that's beautiful um that's what i forgot about this little guitar part towards the end that kind of kicks up a little bit um which you know makes sense they i don't think they could have kept that same sound from start to finish with the song there had to be a part where everything kind of flourishes and everything kind of like you, you can hear that it's going towards the grand finale of the song and in theory technically the album um if you don't count the three versions of one of these nights um in terms of that it does that very good the song is very well placed um for how it sounds and for what it does in the song so i will give them credit on that um it's just it's not for me um perfect for somebody else not that great for me um almost kind of makes me mad because i can't I feel like I'm, I can't appreciate it nearly as much as the next person can. Um, but regardless, I still like it. Um, it's just, it just doesn't do it for me. Um, solid song, just for like the fourth time, not for me. Sorry. Um, so, that is the conclusion of the five original songs. Which will now take us into the three different versions of one of these nights the decapo version the joe millionaire version and the piano version now i don't know maybe music nerds out there um can hear those titles that i just read off and know what each one's going to be you know besides the piano version that's probably going to be mostly a piano um but i not like that and i don't think i've ever taken the time to really listen to these different versions intently so um, for the sake of not dragging this on longer than it needs to be, I'm just going to start the song off and I'm going to like skip through and just kind of get a feel for where it's different and then just kind of give my opinion from there. But I am going to, you know, it's going to require me to be quiet for a while. So just know that I'm listening to the song and I'm just garnishing an opinion, um, instead of just being silent. So we're going to start with the decapo version. I hope I'm saying that right. I hope that's not. I hope that there's not a special pronunciation of that that I'm fucking up. 
Okay. There are differences. Um, it's not super heavy on differences, but you can tell that there's a difference. Sounds almost sounds like it's a tad bit faster, but the song's only ten seconds shorter than the normal version, so it can't be that much faster. Okay. So I, I you know, I, I decided not to skip this, I decided I would listen to it because, you know, this song does change up enough to where I feel like I might skip something or miss something entirely if I try to skim through it too much. So I might I might just listen to these. I'm only how far am I? I'm forty I'm roughly forty minutes in without editing, so let's see. I might yeah, I think I'll just listen to these and we'll just see what's up when I get towards the end. If I still have time left then I might just do something else or talk about something else for a minute. Um, cause y'all know I can talk. Um, so this so almost sounds like just like a more like hip hoppy version. Like, okay. So as, so me personally, as somebody that I love to beatbox and love to make beats in my head and stuff, I will tend to listen to slower songs and just throw a beat on it in my head, like a hip hop beat, like a drum beat or something in my head. It just for fun to see how it would sound this sounds like that this sounds like they just kind of took some basic drum beats and stuff and just kind of tossed them on top of the song and honestly it kind of works um i don't know that's better than the original version um but it's not horrible it's it's definitely better than what i expected when i first started up um I don't know what that little trilling sound was or what instrument that was, but that was that was really cool. Um, I also appreciate that the, the beat isn't so heavy that it drowns out the vocals. Um, that's actually really nice. So let's see how they handle the kind of upswing in the song. Okay, it's a lot, it's a lot more toned down. Um... Not nearly as, I guess, abundant. Not nearly as apparent as it is in the um, in the original version, um, which is fine. Um, I feel like there's a part that you need to draw attention to because of how good it is and the role that it plays in the song as a whole and the song's duration. Um, but I'm not mad at them for quieting it down and... and kind of keeping it at the same level as everything else. Um, I'm glad the original didn't do that, but I'm not mad at them for doing that with this one. Um, okay, that wasn't bad at all. Um, like I said, not better than the original, but I'm not mad about it. That's That was that was a solid version. I can roll with that. I can see myself listening to that in place of the original from time to time. Um, as Like I said, as somebody that, that just loves doing that, adding drum beats to stuff that, you know, half the time shouldn't have a drum beat to begin with. Um, 
that that sounded really good. Um, also, please forgive me if I'm saying drum beat and that's not what that is. Um, I don't want to sound too stupid. Um, so I'm sorry if I'm just completely misnaming that and you guys are just like yelling at me. I'm sorry. Um, this is what it sounded like to me. Um, if I'm wrong on it, if it's something else, you should leave a comment and tell me what the politically correct term is. See what I did there? Because y'all never leave comments for me. I'm going to tell you to leave a comment for me if I'm wrong. Calculate. Okay. Um, so now we move into the Joe Millionaire version. Um, okay. Sounds like a little bit more of a futuristic beat. Okay. Okay, wait a minute. I'm going to be headed for a dope-ass drop here if this keeps going the way I think it's going. Um, okay. Alright. Oh, this is dope. It doesn't change a whole, whole lot in the second verse. So not upset about. Kind of reminds you of the roots of the song. Okay. You know, I'm not mad about this at all. This This sounds pretty good. So, if the DiCaprio version, the one before this one, was what it would sound like if you just took the song and threw on, like, a basic beat to it, like I would in my head. This is what the song would sound like if you took the song, took that basic beat, threw it out the window, and then put a real, like, beat made by an actual producer on it that actually knows what the hell they're doing, not me. Um, so, I really dig this, and I appreciate the different sound effects that they're putting in here and the sound, like, patterns that they're using that... Again, I don't know if they, you know, can be heard in other types of R&B music, but I know they're heavy in older American R&B music, um, which is not a surprise. Hell, if you even go to Red Velvet's Spotify page, it says that some of their, like, um, inspirations are, like, Destiny's Child and stuff, so that, that doesn't surprise me. But still, like, this is, this is kind of dope. Like, I might have to save this. Just because of my own personal taste, this might have to go above the original song. As much as I hate to say it. Alright, let's see how they handle this part. See how they handle the breakdown slash flourish, as I call it. Okay. 
they kind of let it have its moment. They kind of allow it to be bigger than the rest of the song. Um, just not overwhelmingly so. Nine, I dig that too. Um, I like that a little bit more than Decapo, where they just kind of kept it at the same level. Um, but I like both, so. So yeah, um, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of like that. And then the ending is very smooth, and they they make sure to kind of drop the beat out with the vocals, and it, it it just sounds like a very concise, coherent sound. Um, I really like that. Um, yeah, I think I'm definitely gonna have to say that. Um, so that was the Joe Millionaire version. Just sounds like a more extravagant, more complex version of the Decapo version. Um, but that's not to its praise or detriment. That was just the best way to compare it. Um, I like it more. That's just me. Um, so that's going to carry us into the actual last song on the album. Um, one of these nights piano version. Um, which honestly, I might not even really need to listen to. This one I will skim through because I think this is just going to be the song with just a piano playing. Okay, that's definitely what it seems like. Okay, yeah. so yeah, that, that's yeah, that, that's all it is. Um, it's just the, the the original song, but nothing with a piano playing. Um, so I'm not gonna listen to that all the way through just because I already know what the song sounds like. Um, it's not really adding anything to it; it's just taking stuff away from the original. Okay, so that will conclude um, the Velvet second mini album as a whole. Um, overall, um, this probably has to fall under the album, this probably has to fall into the category of something that is not for me, but it definitely serves its purpose and I definitely can see what it is, what it's, what is attempting rather, um, I see what it's trying to do. It does it very well. Um, I think it does a great job of showcasing the group's quote-unquote velvet side. Um, and definitely shows, you know, not only their music range and what kind of music they can make sound good, but their vocal range as well. Um, and I, I appreciate that a lot. Um, I appreciate that a lot, especially just given... Not gonna, not gonna stereotype other K-pop groups, but especially just given just the way other groups can sound um, and how they can stick to one sound or stick to one image, Red Velvet really need this album to take off and really 
be good to show people that hey we don't just do the bubblegum pop route we can also do the the soft r&b sultry route um so i think for a different fan this this could be like their favorite album um i think it definitely has that potential but for me it's not um at the end of the day um obviously the song that sticks out the most to me is the one that is least like the other songs which is cool hot sweet love um and then from there every other song just kind of i'm not gonna say falls in line but kind of kind of does like in terms of if you hear if you listen if you listen to the album in my order from my favorite to my least favorite it's just gonna sound like it's just a, an album of music where it starts off more fast-paced and more i guess hyper um and kind of calms down and slows down a lot by the end um so I'm sure that probably gives away like my favorite types of music from them um, without actually saying it. But hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully this still, you know, hopefully I was able to show that even though I do like those songs better, that, you know, I'm not playing favorites. And I'm not going to say that this album is like a least favorite because of its sound and because it's not my favorite sound. Um hopefully i'm not doing that i might be doing that i'm sorry if i am um but regardless um solid album did exactly what it needed to do um definitely showed that they are very multi-dimensional and that they don't need to lean on either side or the other in order to reach their popularity um, and obviously we won't see that as much until later because this is still a, fellow, a relatively young group um, at this point. Um, so obviously it's not until they do more and more albums that we see that they don't lean on one side, but I think this was the first testament to it. Um, so yeah, that's it. Um, oh, I suppose... I suppose I can give my official like list of like favorite to least favorite on the album um so yeah cool hot sweet love one of these nights and then light me up and then first time and then um no no cool hot sweet love first one of these nights next and then first time and then rose scent breathe and then light me up yeah that that's probably better um i'm not gonna include the one of these nights versions um you know i like the i really like the joe the Joe Millionaire version, um, the Decapo version is good, but it's just, it's kind of plain, especially compared to the Joe Millionaire version, um, and then the piano version is just the song, just with nothing but a piano, um, which, don't get me wrong, sounds great, um, especially from a vocal standpoint, because you can hear their vocals crisp and clean and clearly, and it really insinuates how good they can sound when you take everything off the song except them. Um, and then just a little piano in the back. Um, so yeah, um, overall solid album, just not my favorite and not for me. Um, but another fan may tell you totally different. This may be their favorite thing and I could totally understand it. I wouldn't hold any grudges against that. Um, so where does that leave me on time? 56 minutes unedited. Now I know there's some parts where some outside sounds were coming through so this will probably get knocked down at least to like 50 minutes or so something like that um 
so I guess we'll just chat for a second, um, if you don't mind. Um, let me put this away. Um, so, yeah. I'm not going to hit you guys with the sappy shit about the podcast and about sharing it and stuff and what it means to me. Because I've already said that. Um, so I guess, oh, we can discuss their new album. Um, and I guess some concerns that I have. Um, so Red Velvet just within the past couple of days or so of me recording this, um, Red Velvet has dropped a new Japanese song called Sappy. Now, um, I would imagine this is going to lead to a, not a full length, but a Japanese album along the same lines of Cookie Jar, um, where it'll probably be like a few new Jib- uh, Jib- what 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 are you saying, dude? A few new Japanese songs, and then potentially Japanese remakes of three other songs, but more recent. Because I believe at the time Cookie Jar came out, they only did Dum Dum, Russian Roulette, and Red Flavor. So now they could do like Bad Boy and Really Bad Boy or something along those lines. Um, not sure yet. As of right now, I don't think there's a whole lot of like official news out there about the album. Um. Might not even turn into an album. It might just be a single since they're doing a concert in Japan right now. Regardless, um, here's where my concern lies. Um, is that number one? So the song itself is not. I'm not gonna say it's bad because I haven't listened to it but like two times. And if there's anybody who can change their mind on a song just off of hearing it like 50 times, it's me. So I'm not going to knock the song itself until I really sit with it and see how my opinion changes if it does change um but overall the song it just it doesn't seem like typical red velvet quality and that kind of bugs me because it seems like it might have been rushed for the Japanese leg of their red mirror tour I guess you could say um but again, I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna you know beat the song down until um I uh really give it a chance. However, what this is also concerning me with is and this has been a concern for, you know, K pop regardless. Um, and you know, we might have a, a deeper conversation about this at some point, especially after the concert here. Um but I, I just, I really hope they are giving them a proper rest, and I really hope that they're giving them a chance to just kind of catch up and kind of relax between the stuff, because between the shows, this new song, them being in Japan for the tour, them coming here in like four weeks, and then going to Canada right after they leave the five dates in the U.S., um, it, it just stresses me out a little bit, um, now, I'm not gonna say not in like a like an overly obsessive way. Like I'm not like sitting here like up at night worrying about this K pop group. Um, but at the same time it just from a human standpoint, it just bugs me because I just really hope that whoever directly manages them, whether it's SM or whether it's someone else or whatever, whoever makes the, these decisions, I just really hope they're not being run into the ground just to 
promote this concert and to just like squeeze as much money into the small period of time as possible um because they're already crazy popular they're gonna stay crazy popular like even if they just like slow down a minute and take a break until the concert but i also know that koreans while just being inherently hardworking, their fans are also from my from my point of view are very like I say demanding but they just I feel like their expectations are high which is fair you know it's totally fair to have your expectations be high for professional entertainers but at the same time I feel like the idea of rest and relaxation and kind of taking a break from the music for a minute is underlooked at um and this is all from an outsider's point of view I could be totally wrong um and if I am I apologize if um, and I, I hope it doesn't sound like I'm stereotyping because I'm not. Um, I just feel like something's up. They're not, I just feel like they're not being rested properly. And I really hope that at least before they come here, as, you know, as greedy and as selfish as that's going to sound, I just really hope that at least before they hit the U.S. and deal with all the craziness that comes with coming over here, that they really get some time to relax and just kind of catch their breath because... I feel like the worst thing that SM could do is bring Red Velvet over here and they're exhausted and their performance is lacking and you can tell that's just going to be a bad show. Um, and that's going to be worse than anything that could happen from them taking a, a small break. So I really hope they're getting that. Um, but at the end of the day, that's not my place. Um, obviously, I don't see them the same way that people in Korea see them. They might not be out there as often as we see over here because it may just be marketed to us differently um and if that's the case then ignore everything that i just said um that's just a concern of mine between just what they've been doing how much they've been on tv and how many videos they've been putting out um and just this song sappy so far sounding just a tad bit rushed and seeming like something that they just kind of threw out there to grab some quick popularity and some money in japan um Besides all of that, like, I really don't have any other, like, reason to believe what I'm saying. Um, just a thought. Just something to mull over. Um, who knows? I may do this in the future if I have episodes where they don't last as long. I may just kind of use the end part to just discuss things. Because I, I have a lot of, like, things I want to talk about about K-pop. And they're not all negative. This isn't me, like, just bashing on the genre and the people that run the... I guess behind the scenes of the genre and of the groups. Um, but some of it is negative and I feel like, you know, it's, it's fine to talk about it. So I think I have thinking about it at my time, hour and five minutes on edited. Okay. This might be able to work. This might still end up being under an hour. And if it is again, I'm so sorry. I just, I did what I could with the album being short and three of the songs just being different versions. There wasn't a whole lot I was going to do. This was going to be a short episode regardless. I just tried to drag it on. But I also don't want to just ramble through the rest of it. I want to give you guys high quality stuff. And stuff that is entertaining to listen to the entire duration. So, um, I'm going to pack it up. Um, I Like I said, other there's other things I would like to talk about um, regarding K-pop. And I'm what I'm leaning towards right now, I know I'd come up with a different idea of something to do once I get through all the albums um but i think what i'm going to do is i think i'm going to just do 
music at the beginning and then once I'm done with the music I'll just come up with different topics as we go um, I, I would like to have an episode dedicated to each one of the members individually so five different episodes where I talk about their best era their worst era um, like their best songs like stuff like that um, I do want to have like a recap episode where I tell you my favorite songs why they're my favorite songs my favorite albums my favorite singles um one of these episodes here within the next month or so will be about the concert and I will at that point like make my Instagram page so I can upload pictures and videos that I take um which won't be too many because I just I'm not like that I'm not one of those people at the concert that is spending the whole time looking at the concert through my phone especially given how close I am I paid a lot of money to be in the P1 seat quote unquote and I'm not going to, like, watch the whole thing behind the screen. So, we'll see how that goes. Um, so, yeah. I've got plans. I've got ways of making this not be stale. Um, I may or may not even mix in some of these ideas with the album review. So, it's not just one thing that I'm doing for the next, like, seven or eight weeks. And then I change up. So, I don't know. We'll see. I need y'all's feedback, obviously. In order for me to know what you guys want. But, again... As somebody that doesn't give feedback to anything he listens to, for the most part, I'm not going to ask you guys to do that. I'm not going to get on anybody for not doing it. Um, so, yeah. Without me trying to ramble any further, that was my review of The Velvet. Red Velvet's third project, second mini-album. Um, I actually just saw that... The, which is it, Rose Scent Breeze is actually a ballad sung only by Wendy Sogi and Joy, which go Joy for hanging with them, and is a remake of a 1989 song that the founder of SM, Lee Su Man, did. Um, I don't know if he did it by himself or if he was in a group or what. Um, okay, it looks like he was by himself. Um, so yeah. That's actually pretty dope. I kind of heard that as I was listening to the song. It kind of sounded like there weren't um, any other any other people on it. Um, but regardless, um, I still feel the same way about the song. I just thought that was a cool little cool little note to put in. Um, so yeah, I uh, think that's it. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week, rest of your day, weekend, whatever. Whenever you're listening to this. Um, remember, go out there, share the podcast, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell people that like K-pop, tell people that hate K-pop, tell everybody. I'm hoping to grow this and to make this a thing. Um, hopefully by the time I get to a point where I'm contemplating stopping it, I will at least be able to be proud of what it's done and where it's gone from where it is now. Um, so yeah, um, love y'all. Have a good one. Next episode. I was going to do a first take, but I think I'm just going to keep the Red Velvet Train going for one more week. And I think I'm going to go ahead and do, I believe, Russian Roulette is next. Let me double check. I don't want to. Yeah, Russian Roulette is next. Um, which came out in September of 2016. After the Velvet came out in March. So, we're doing that album. Um, really excited for that. Love Russian Roulette. Love the video. Just a little sneak peek um okay let me stop talking love y'all i'm out have a good one peace